everyone. Uh, welcome to the third uh, episode for today of Coffee with Developers. Even though we don't have coffee, but we have water. Um, uh, an interview format we have here at We Are Developers. Um, today, we are here with uh, Ken C. Dodds. He is co-founder and director of uh, developer experience at Remix. If that is still... Yeah, that's changed. That's but... <laughs> changed. Okay, then... Uh, we can talk about that too if you want. Yes, so uh, first, thanks everyone for coming. Also, thank you, uh, Kent, for being here. And um, why don't you start by uh, telling us what you do now? Yeah, okay. So um, for uh, since November of last year, I, I signed up to join up with the Remix team, uh, Director of Developer Experience. And... Um, for the for years and years and years, I've wanted to build uh, a course that I just called kcd.edu. It's a Kent C. Dodds University, where I teach you everything that I know about web, uh, about software development. And so uh, about a month ago or so, I started thinking, I really want to build that. Um, and I can't do it while I'm working as a Remix co-founder. So um, I said, I, I got to go, I'm, I got to do this thing. And, and so, no, I'm not, no longer uh, the uh, director of developer experience at Remix, um, but I'm still very much involved in, uh, in Remix. And uh, what I'm building next will feature Remix in a big way. Okay, for those, who don't want, uh, for those who don't know what is Remix, can you give in a few sentences, explain what Remix is and how it's different from Next or Nuxt or something? Yeah, sure. So uh, Remix is a web framework that is based on um, the web platform as uh, kind of the, the standard um, for its mental model. And so if you um, built web apps back uh, over a decade ago, then Remix will actually feel very familiar um, but it uses modern technology, so you can uh, provide modern user experiences that were never really possible back then. Um, and so really simple mental model, powerful uh, user experiences, um, it makes for a really simple uh, web framework. Uh, right now, it uses React for its rendering library, so it's similar to Next.js in that way. Um, but it, uh, yeah, that's kind of where the similarity, similarities stop. Um, and Remix is... Um, kind of turns React into a template library is how it makes React feel. So you, uh, a lot of the things that people don't like about React are not things you have to deal with when you're using Remix. Um, and also, the team is currently working on making Remix work with other UI libraries as well. Um, so if, you're, if React isn't your thing, then you'll be able to use Remix with other libraries in the future. Um, but React is my thing. I, I still like it. <laughs> Awesome, yeah, I'm more the Vue.js uh, type of guy. I worked once with React with Gatsby site when Gatsby was the thing. You had to have your site in Gatsby. If not, you were not cool. <laughs> I just wanted to, to get the, the green uh, <laughs> lighthouse scores. Right, yeah. But I, I didn't have a great time, but that's... Me either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was because I was way more into Vue and it was a big change, but I'm not nope. sure. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I could talk about that at length as well, but I don't think we need to. <laughs> All right. So let's switch to um, your courses. You are a successful course creator. How many courses have you created so far? Oh, I don't know. Uh, so I have courses on egghead.io. That's where I started. Um, and I have uh, several on front-end masters as well. And then I built two... Uh, that were 
their own product, testingjavascript.com and epicreact.dev. Those two are, um, I, I built those in uh, collaboration with Egghead, um, but they're individual products themselves. Uh, and then I'm currently working on epicweb.dev. Uh, that will be, and, and um, my courses are, uh, at least those individual ones, are very large. Um, so the Epic React in particular is 11 workshops. It should take you about 14 weeks to complete. Uh, so it, it is it is not like a little thing you buy for 10 bucks on Udemy and then never go through anyway. Um, it is hundreds of videos, hundreds of exercises. And Epic Web, it, my plan is to make that something where somebody who knows nothing about programming can jump in and go all the way to full stack engineer. So probably something like 25 workshops uh, should take, um, I don't know, it could take a year to go through all of that stuff. Can you take us a little bit through the, the curriculum, like the path uh, of it? So because I know uh, Free Code Camp is HTML, CSS, and then JavaScript, and then you can pick a little bit. How is your course? Yeah, so um, for Epic React, uh, I, uh, I assume some knowledge. And I say, you need to know JavaScript, you need to know CSS and HTML, um, and then you can start with this and, and go forward. With Epic Web, like I said, the, the objective is to take somebody who doesn't know any programming and get them all the way through. Um, and so that will take some time to build. And I'm planning on releasing Epic Web as uh, in chunks. And my plan is actually to start at the end and say, like, I'm going to assume a bunch of knowledge. You need to know uh, TypeScript, and you need to know HTML, CSS, and React. And if you have that knowledge, now you start here. And then I'm going to build the next chunk that's like, OK, now I'll teach you about the web. And then the next chunk, the earlier chunk, will be uh, let me teach you HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Cool. So when, it, when it's all done, you'll be able to go through the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I, uh, this is a, a very large, um, ambitious project. And so it is going to take a while. And I need to have iterative releases over time uh, to make it sustainable for me. <laughs> and what's the progress on that so far? So far, so I just uh, started working on it uh, a couple weeks ago, and the um, the plan is to live stream the in entire thing. So uh, I have already maybe like 20 hours worth of live streams that I of me building the app that we're gonna build as part of the workshop. Um, and so the the what I'm building is um, like a Turo, which allows you to to rent out your car to other people but for rocket ships, because it's epic and it's space and it's awesome. Um, and of course, nobody does that. And so hopefully nobody expects it is an actual app <laughs> that you would use. But, um, but yeah, so the idea is I want to build a typical web application that you would be expected to work on on the job and include all of the features that I think 80% of, uh, of web apps share. Um, and so then um, whatever's included in that app um, I will uh, teach so that you know how to build that part of the app. So I'll, I'll chop that app into uh, workshops, um, and that's how I'll know what, what to include. Um, if it's not necessary for the app, then it, you probably don't need to know it, so I'm not going to teach it. So as far as the progress so far, um, I have, um, I would say, about half of the app finished, uh, excluding design uh, implementation and, and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, so I've got another month and a half of work on that before I need to start actually teaching workshops because I also, before I record the videos and stuff, I always 
teach it and teach the content in a workshop at least two or three times so that I know what questions people have and what feedback they have on it. Because once you record it, then it's like, there it is. That's, that's what it is. So I do make sure that um, it has been taught before uh, by me. And then, uh, so when I recorded it, um, I can preemptively answer the questions people will have. Um, so yeah, I, I plan on starting those workshops in November. So I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> it sounds like it. Um, so one thing and one question I have about that is, uh, isn't there a risk or bigger risk that stuff gets outdated once you're finished? Yeah, that, that, there is, absolutely. So I've been lucky with Epic React that uh, React hasn't changed a lot in the last couple of years. Um, and so there, there have been new features and things, and there have been some changes. Um, but I can just make a little note about that and say, like, this changed a little bit because of this or whatever. Um, and the, the React ecosystem changes a lot more, um, for sure. So there are a couple of things that, uh, well, the library had a breaking change. And, and so updating video is challenging uh, for, for that. Uh, testing actually also has been pretty stable. Um, since I, I created testing library, uh, the most popular testing tool for anything using the DOM. And uh, that's what testing JavaScript uses. Um, and I, I did make some breaking changes that broke some of the videos. <laughs> I, I do not hold back. If, if it's my library and I, I'm just going to do the right thing, regardless of whether it, it um, messes up my videos. Um, so I, I have updated some of those videos. Um, with Epic Web, um, what I'm really going to try and focus on is the web platform. Um, and, and Remix actually enables me to do that really well uh, because it exposes the web platform to you. So most of the time you're working uh, you're actually using web platform APIs and, and less time working with Remix-specific APIs as well as React. So um, I'm hopeful that that will um, result in fewer changes that I need to make. Um, and then, yeah, when I'm teaching, like, here's how to program, uh, that is not going to change. Like, JavaScript is going to be JavaScript. Uh, there may be new syntax features and things that come in the future. Uh, but for the most part, I'm pretty confident that we'll be at least those beginner uh, videos won't ever need to be changed. And I, I should mention also that the beginner stuff, when that eventually comes out, that will all be free. Because uh, I have no interest in making money on people's hopes and dreams. <laughs> so so uh, if you want to get into this, uh, I want to create a really good onboarding experience. And if you're into it, then uh, and you're ready to, to really take it to the next level, then you can uh, pay to get the um, more advanced stuff. Amazing. Um, I have one question about something that I saw online. I saw a uh, short, I think it's on your website, a short interview with you where you say um, that you, you, you pay a lot of attention on to making your courses uh, retensive. Is that even a word? To, to, to have high retention for the consumer. How do you do that? Oh, that's a great uh, subject. So um, I think that retention is... Um, the most important thing when you're learning something. Uh, it does, no matter how good anything else is, if the learner doesn't remember uh, what they've learned, then the whole thing was a waste. I could teach you the cure for cancer, and it doesn't matter if you don't remember what it was. Um, and so, of course, there's reference material and stuff. Like, I remember I learned that thing. I don't remember how. And so, like, that's, that's good. Um, but I think that uh, focus on retention is really important. So how I do that, um, is I, I leverage ideas that I learned in a book called Make It Stick. Um, I wish I sh could remember the author's names. I should probably learn them because I referenced it a lot. Um, but uh, it's, 
it was written for students uh, so they could learn how to learn better. Um, and I read that and I was like, wow, I can probably adjust the way that I teach so that my learners can learn better. And so a couple of specific things, um, it, like one thing is desirable difficulties. Uh, so anybody who says, oh, you can come learn this thing, it'll be so easy, whatever, uh, they're spoon feeding you and you don't want to have anything to do with that. Learning is hard. It is. There, there's no getting around it. Learning is a difficult thing. And so the, the challenge for an instructor is how do you uh, get people to experience the, enough difficulty that they can remember and retain things, but also not hate you <laughs> like, and, and feel like that they can do it, right? Um, and so um, creating those uh, situations where um, I kind of throw you into the ocean with a life jacket and you have to just figure it out, um, uh, but it still feel like uh, you can and you're able to. So uh, I can give you some more specific examples of how I do that, uh, but that is uh, the underpinning of a lot of what I'm trying to do when I'm teaching. Okay, cool. And can you take us a little bit through the whole process of a course? So, for example, when you get an idea, okay, I want to make a, the epic uh, web course. How is it from start to finish the process, if that's something you want to reveal? Yeah, yeah, I can totally, I don't mind revealing it. Um, so, and I'm live streaming it now. So, if you want to be a part of this experience, go to my YouTube channel and watch my live streams. Um, the, I, I'm not going to tell you that it's all very exciting. Uh, <laughs> But it's all there. Um, so the, the first thing that I do is I create the finished product of what we're going to build. Um, there's a couple of reasons I do that. Uh, one is that if you try to make, OK, exercise one will be this, and then exercise two will be this, and then that, you could get to the end and realize, you know what, I want to teach this in a different way. And now you have to redo everything. Um, and, and Or you could go with, well, here's a recipe, and here's a recipe, and they're totally disjointed. And I've done that too, and that's not necessarily bad. But it is nice to have a cohesive example so that you don't have to relearn the context for what it is that surrounds the thing you're trying to learn so you can get to the thing you're learning. So having something that's cohesive through the whole, like every exercise is building on the same thing, just makes that learning experience that much better. And so I build the final thing first, and then I pull things out uh, and say, okay, now you, you got to fill back in the stuff that I removed. And um, each exercise will do that until we get to depending on how much uh, prerequisite knowledge I'm assuming, we may end up removing nothing. We start with a blank file. Um, and, uh, and then your job is to fill in uh, pieces. Uh, and and my, what I'm trying to do is give people the experience of what it would be like to actually uh, be placed on a task at work that is, this is your requirement. You need to build this. Um, and so typically, uh, you're like in some instances you're like fixing a bug or adding a feature to existing code, so that's that's why that's okay to say okay here's here's what we got. I need you to make this change. Uh, and other times it's a completely new project, greenfield or or uh, uh, a completely new feature that is unrelated to everything else. And um, and so that's why we we build up from an empty file uh, other times. So anyway, I, I build the finished thing, pull things out, and then I actually put code comments in the exercises. Uh, that kind of give you some direction um, so that you can skip over the part where like, where am I supposed to change code? Like that's not totally necessary for your learning. Um, and so, yeah, I, that's, this is where um, I throw you in the ocean, but I give you a life jacket. Like here's, here's the code comments with emoji that'll tell you where and when you're supposed to do different things. Um, yeah, and then I give that as a workshop many times until I feel like um, it works. 
uh, I respond to feedback. I get feedback on every exercise uh, when I give workshops. And uh, I have uh, maybe 10,000 responses on, on my exercises from people. Um, and those feed into making the exercises better. Um, and then I record it. Oh, that's very insightful. Thank you for that. Um, next question. Uh, what is for you the biggest challenge in creating a course? Uh, I think uh, one of the biggest challenges is finding the right balance between something that is um, uh, uh, real world, not, like not too contrived, but also not distracting. Um, so if I wanted to teach you um, how a, like let's, let's say I'm teaching you the very basics of JavaScript you've never programmed before in your life, um, I can either go with var uh, or, or const var equals foo, um, which like that's awful, right? Super devoid of context, like why am I doing this? What, what a waste of my time. Or I could like throw you in the deep end of a big code base and be like, here's a, where you're going to add a variable. And they're looking at all this other stuff that has nothing to do with what they're trying to do. So there's, there's a delicate balance between being contrived enough to be focused so that you are focused on what you're learning, um, but being realistic enough to be uh, applicable. And this is actually when I was learning software, um, I really struggled understanding applicability. Uh, and it, I almost decided I wasn't interested. Actually, I did and eventually found my way back um, just because it, I was like, what is the point? I don't care about a linked list. Who cares about linked lists? Nobody cares about this. Um, but it wasn't until I like found, oh, there's here's some practical application. Uh, I, I actually have never needed to write my own linked list. Um, but <laughs> get, getting to the practical application um, is where that's, uh, that becomes more interesting. So you have to find the balance, because otherwise, uh, it's, it can be overwhelming. It's a little bit like math, right? I always had problems learning math because here's this formula for the integral or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, cool story. But what do I do with this? Yeah, well, you have to know the formula. Well, cool. But what do I do with it? Once I got to university where there was, were way more specific applications, I suddenly loved doing math. So um, I think it's, it applies the same here. Yes. Yeah. There needs to be a balance, but I, I completely agree. I like who cares about the area under a sine wave? I don't. I don't care. Like, what, what does that matter? So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So uh, course creation is a lot of work, as you already mentioned. And uh, but, do you have like some fond memory? Something you say, oh, this is why I do it. This is this brought me a lot of joy doing it, and this is why I keep doing it. Do you have a memory like that? Yeah. So. Um, I, I, since uh, I was really young, I was uh, teaching and speaking in front of people, and it was, um, uh, I just get a really, uh, a kick out of um, helping people understand something. I, I see it as kind of like um, a fire, where, like, you, you can think of it as M&Ms or a fire. So I can give you some M&Ms, and now I have fewer, but we're, we're both enjoying it, so like, I like to do that, but now there aren't as many for me, and that's, that's a shame. Um, but with a fire, you got a, a torch and I can light your torch. And now, not only do I still get to keep mine, but you have one and it makes a whole room lighter. So that's really exciting to me that I can give you something but not lose anything myself. And on top of that, in the process of doing that, I actually solidify what I understand even better. So it, it can also be kind of a selfish thing where I'm like, I'm, I'm being nice to you, but I'm actually doing it for myself so I can learn it better. 
so there, it, it's just a, a positive cycle. Um, and I just really, really enjoy that process uh, of solidifying in my mind how it works and, and the challenge of being able to communicate effectively so that you understand what I'm saying. And I, I don't always connect with everybody, um, but I do try. <laughs> and then the person that you gave the, uh, the fire to can give that to. Yes, to, yes, exactly. That's a nice and thing, right? So um, on my website, um, I have uh, my mission of my company and personally is to make the world a better place with quality software. And the best way that I can do that, like I could build my own quality software and that'd be great. I'd hopefully make the world a better place with whatever I build. Or I can teach other people how to make better quality software and my um, influences expanded to all of those people. And like you say, wh whoever they impact as well. Uh, so increasing my impact on how uh, much better the world gets. Um, there are, uh, the world has too many problems and uh, this is how I can make it better. Awesome. And um, so this is, I suppose, yeah, a lot of work and probably also frustrations and uh, you work a lot. So what do you do for uh, work-life balance? I, I know a few things that you do, but maybe there's more. Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm married and I have four kids and a dog. Um, the dog does not bring me nearly as much joy as the kids. <laughs> the dog drives me crazy. But, um, but uh, these kids are just like the best. Um, and so I spend a lot of time with my family um, and I miss them dearly when I'm, I'm gone. Um, but I, I also uh, spend a lot of time on my one wheel. Uh, I actually have stickers. If anybody's looking for one wheel stickers, I do. Yeah, I'll give you a one wheel sticker. Um, I uh, spend a lot of time uh, snowboarding in the winter um, and, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm pretty active. I'm on a soccer team. I, uh, football is the correct term. Sorry, I'm an American. Uh, it's the worst. I'm, uh, we're wrong. Um, but yeah, so I, uh, I'm on a team and, uh, uh, yeah, I just hang out with my, my family. I, I do try, um, I, I'm a very responsive person. And so I have this unhealthy habit of, uh, checking my phone and, and things outside of work hours. Uh, that's something that I can improve on. But uh, in, in general, um, when I am with my family, I'm with, with them, and that um, helps balance things. I, I don't, I used to, early on in my career, I would have a full-time job, and then I would be with the family, have dinner, put the kids to bed, and my, my wife is like, I'm super done being around people. I need to be by myself. Could you please go away? I still love you. And I was like, okay, fine. And so I'd make courses in the evening, um, if, and... Um, and so I hustled like crazy uh, the first like six years of my career. Um, and then I went full-time teacher. And so now um, I watch just as much Netflix as the next person just sitting there with my wife. And I love that. Um, so, yeah, there, there was a time and a place for hustle for me. And I, that did not, uh, I did not have too many problems with that. Um, but uh, I think that it is good to be self-aware and um, know when it's time to close the laptop and just build relationships. I, I feel strongly that um, you can only find true happiness through relationships with other people. Um, and so uh, focus on, or just make sure you don't lose those. Yes, exactly. Thank you very much. Uh, one last thing. Um, what is one uh, advice, if you could give one advice to someone that wants to get into tech, what would you uh, advise them? Do it. Um, <laughs> If you want to, 
then uh, then you can do it. Um, there's uh, anybody gatekeeping in this industry is uh, just a loser um, or a person doing a stupid thing. Um, hopefully they can change. But I think that um, yeah, you can make it in this industry. And what's really cool is that it, especially in the front end world at least, it's moving so fast that uh, you you jump in and you can start contributing really quick. Um, on my first uh, international talk was a couple months after graduating college. Uh, like I, I started and workshop as well. Um, so you can get into this industry and learn something that tons of people don't know and start contributing right away. So it is it is really fun. It's also really challenging. Um, it, like especially getting in, um, getting that first job is is a real challenge. I I was fortunate because I went through like the regular traditional school route, and so people were recruiting me. I I didn't have as much uh, of a hard time getting in, but I know that a lot of people do, and so um, keep pushing uh, forward on that. And um, I I just think that it's important to know that you can, like it it is possible. <laughs> That's marvelous. Thank you very much. Kent, also thank you everyone that came to listen. Uh, thanks a lot, Kent, for your time and uh, your answers. Uh, give it up uh, for Kent, everyone. Thank you.